Yeah, welcome to the Bridging the Generation podcast, man. As you can see, man, I got a very, very, very special guest, man. You hear me say that all the time, man. But again, we got another upstate uh, gunner, another upstate New York gunner uh, right here, man. Again, this is the man, Mr. 448 uh, Pounds, man. What's going on, baby? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm about to do a couple dabs here and get super right so we can... Uh get into the get into the shit that people want to hear we gonna get into all of that please believe it man so again first of all i want to let the people know man i've been following this brother for like the past the past three four years man i, I i'm fucking with the with, with your movement your whole catalog man we about to yes yeah yeah no doubt we about to get into that we about to get into that because i want people i want the people to know man like on this platform we talk about the music we talk about that music, and that's why you here. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying. So again, man, um, can you tell the people where where exactly you from? You know, you from upstate. But where exactly are you from? I'm from Rochester, New York, Dewey Avenue. Now that's the we talk about West Side, East Side. What's that? That's Northwest. That's a bet. That's a bet. So look, I always wanted to ask you this, man. I've been hearing this shit on your record for for the longest man you say we kill everything we see man when did how did you come up with that shit man i want to know this man i've been using that since like oh five oh six like right when i started rapping um if if you don't know what that's from that's uh can't think of something ermy the start that ermy dude is uh full metal jacket the dude, the, the, it's the wild, oh, shit. the you wild instructor that was talking mad shit. Yeah, yeah, he was a, a ex-military motherfucker in real life too. So the, so the, so the piece that comes from is like, you know what I'm saying? You know, God put us here to protect, you know, our United States and shit. We yeah. kill everything we see. We let him no clean bodies after. Okay, okay, okay. So you, you a movie buff, man? You, oh, you yeah, can we gonna talk, hey, 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 pounds. We gonna talk about all that, man. But look, I want to know the four four eight, man. So I looked up y'all area code, man. It's five eight five, man. Where does the four four eight come from, brother? Uh, four forty eight. It's grams in a pound. On the west, I, on the west, on the west coast, it's four fifty four, but on the east coast, it's four forty eight. Hey, I fi- I wanted you to say that. I, I, that's what I figured. Yeah. I I want to try and permanent. That shit everywhere. All my people's got that shit tatted on them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. But I had, hey, I had, to, I had to ask you, man. But I, I, figured, I figured that's where it came from. So look, man, how you get the name Pounds, man? Like I know, they people say, oh, it's self-explanatory. But come on, let's let's talk about that. Um, I think at the beginning, it was more about um. It was more about me having a name that stood out. So my boys was already calling me Pounds because I had to work like, oh, shit, Pounds got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I literally stuck mad hard into the rap shit. Because if you know me from when I was younger, this how you know somebody. I don't want to say they know me, but this how you like know somebody knew me from back in the day when they yeah. called me Chunk. Chunk. Okay. The fat kid from the Goonies. Oh, that's my movie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. everybody be like, oh, that's Trump from Dewey. 
And they fucking know me from like when I was a kid, kid. So, but with the rap shit, it was just like, fuck it, pound it. My, my man just kept fucking with me about it. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, my boy need a pound. Oh, call, call pounds. He got it. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, yeah. I just, you know, that shit just stuck. And I'm like, all right. I'm not about to have a name with like, cause my real name is Joey, so I'm not. Okay. To, I'm not about to be Fat Joe. You know what I'm saying? It's already a Fat Joe, and I wasn't trying to be big nothing or fat nothing. I knew, I, I yeah. knew it had to be like one word, and it had right. to be super powerful. No you doubt. No doubt. Like pounds is got that shit stuck from day one. From day I one. Lie, that shit stuck from day one, yo. So so. I notice a lot of times, man, I see four or eight pounds. I see pounds. Is it which one you go by, man? You know what it is? I'm confused, man. You know the, the pound 448 really came from streaming. There was all these, like, artists. The algorithm. Yes. There was all these artists in, like, third world countries with the name. Mm. You know, maybe, like, some dance hall or, like, yeah. West Indian shit. Yeah. Or, like, like some African dance shit. It's mad artists named Pounds, like maybe with a Z or like right. like different variations of it. Right, right. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right. People already know this 448 brand is so synonymous with me and what I do. It just really came from the streaming. And then I would go to Shade 45 or you get a joint and they're like, they're just calling me 448, you know, and I got to correct them on pounds and then just, it's just pounds 448, pounds 448. Then the okay. other kids in my group, Blas 89, he 448. Brad, shout Pitt. out to Blas 89, yeah, man. Yeah. He's, dope. He's dope as shit, man. 448, Brad, Brad Piff. Every, like, you you know, you, you see the shit running around. So it became a, like more of like, a, it started just to be like my personal identity, you know, that kind of, evolved into a brand to mm. you know you see different people that fuck with my music online so and so uh you know josh 448 you know what i'm saying right whatever right is in whatever state he fuck with my shit i got so you it's, it's kind of like how like asap rocky did like asap berg asap rocky asap nas so it's it's kind of evolved into that it's not how it started out or even was like uh directed to be it just happened okay 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 so I'm not, I'm not about to deter people from it because that's if that's how they gotta separate me from any other asshole. Yeah. Pounds, just so be it. Yeah, because I look up on Instagram, man. It got it got two pounds, and and it looked like that that I thought that was your account, but then I I, I, I type in it again and I see the four four eight. So it'd be kind of you know I follow you I, I I follow you on the gram, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, or you see the I, I'm clear. I get it. Man. Maybe you seen the fan page four forty eight army. They like you know they repost all the, all our. That's shit. what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No doubt, no doubt. So look, I, I heard you just mention uh, Fat Joe, man. What was some of your influences, man? Like uh, coming up, man. You know, uh, growing up in Rochester. Um, I mean, I'm definitely Terror Squad influence. Mm. Like a motherfucker. Um, I would probably say like actual like played a part in me rhyming and taking different pieces from people that I was, you know, learned the game from and basically right. myself this, I would say, you know, obviously pun, um, Nas, 
Jay Z, Sean Price. Oh my God! I, hey, you don't hear that one a lot, man. Like from from the average fans, but when I talk to rappers, well, everybody put them. I'm a very technical rapper, and like I can when 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 I hear another rapper rap, I understand cadences, flows, and particular things about people. Mm. Things so much that I can tell who their influences is. Like when you hear me do these these multi-syllable rhymes where the whole sentence rhymes over and over and over. That's Sean Price. You know what I'm saying? When you hear me break into them little sections where I'm just snapping off, that's funny. When you hear that pain from me, that's prodigy. When you hear that boss talk, that's hove. Okay, okay. When when you hear that, like, that introspect street shit, that's not. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. I like like I'm not one of them dudes. I'm a student of the game one thousand okay. percent. No doubt. And like you know, like I said, I basically took a piece from all my favorite rappers, and I'm not saying it's limited to just those five because you know no doubt. You notice that I didn't mention Biggie or Tupac, which right, right, right. You know, um, it is what it is. Not, not frowned upon, but like just you got to understand the way I came up was more just geared towards that particular sound like mm. so it's like like i said I, I have a firm grasp and understanding on where i honed all my skills from like i like i said i just broke it down to you when you hear this this is this we hear this is this no so, doubt um, i'm not one of them dudes that's you know i'm very aware of how where where, where i came from you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. So look, man, like you, I just heard you, you, you know, you broke it down how you got your, your style because you got a very distinctive flow. I want to get into that. I want to get into that later. But uh, tell me how long you've been rapping, man. Um, Since like 04. 04 is when I recorded, I recorded my first shit. Um, I would say that I was regionally successful. I experienced a ton of regional success, like mm-hmm. Buffalo, Syracuse, throughout, you know, from 04 to, like, say, 2010, 2011. And then I kind of didn't really put the pedal to the metal with this rap shit until 2014, when you really kind of started hearing me, because I... It's not like I wasn't taking it serious before, but ultimately okay. I wasn't taking it serious compared to the no level doubt. that I'm taking things now, you know. Okay, okay. Like you I know. said, man, you from uh you from Rochester, man, upstate New York, man. Like, what you think about all the, the shine y'all been getting lately, man? Like, I'm gonna be honest, man, and I tell I, I, I spoke to Mav recently, man. Oh, and yeah. um uh, and, uh, and, and and let me just say this real quick. Mav is somebody who was actually in the circle of MCs when I first started rapping. I'm talking about when I first started rapping. Shout so out to Mad. I was around all these talented dudes, like super, mm. super elite rhyme levels back then. Like back then. Like I, you got to remember, I, it, I was around 38 special. Yeah, I was yeah. around Mad. Like we was, we we basically. We're in this collective that this DJ had a studio on the west side of, uh, on Chai Life. Shout out to Quan the Bomb. That's Who's him. the DJ? DJ Quan the Bomb. Oh, okay. Um, he just had all the talent in the city under one yeah. roof. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, and at that time, we didn't even even realize it. Like I said, like there's pictures floating around. It'd be like me, Coach Parcells, who was another you know, uh, super important piece of local hip hop in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Quanta Bomb had me, Coach Parcells, Thirty Eight Special, Mad Montana. You know, and and I forgive me if I forget your name, but just like several other just like super talented dudes. So like I went, I went into this around the sharpest dudes. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So what you think about, like I said, man, uh, you know, back to my question, man, what you think about the love y'all been getting, man? Cause I personally feel like, I personally feel like, man, the, the heart of, uh, you know, the heart of New York hip hop. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 The heart of New York hip hop, man, is, is in, uh, is in is in upstate New York right now. It's in Rochester. It's in, it's, in, it's, it's in Buffalo, man. So what do you think about the love that y'all getting now, man? Um, I, I mean, like I do in every interview, I gotta shout out Griselda for basically just drop kicking that door open. No doubt. And letting everybody know that this sound that we got here is for real. And you know. We're not here to do the trendy things, like you know. Right, right, right. So, kind of like when when that door was kicked down by Griselda, it showed like, yo, we got a ton of talent up here. Right. And that sound y'all love so much—that's the upstate New York sound. No that's doubt, no doubt. No, I fuck with it. No disrespect, heavy. No disrespect to New York City, but that sound that y'all love—that's that 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 cold grunge. Mm. That's upstate. Okay. And I think I think it just feels so good just to be even be embraced by New York City and the whole tri-state the way we are. Cause you know, for the longest, they thought we was just from the sticks. Yeah. But we weren't considered New York. Right, right. Nah, nah. I I I feel you, man. It's always like when you think about it, you know, when most people think of New York hip hop, man, they think of the five boroughs. <clears throat> yes, and and you know, you know. It's kind of always been that way. And like I said, you know, for years, I think it was on everybody's mind out here because you got dudes that been out here and were like doing this high level this whole time. Like, you know, people are calling it a resurgence. Well, we in this Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse area, that's been our sound for two decades. No doubt. And y'all just are think now thinking it's cool, so now y'all fuck with it. So right, but that just goes to show you that um, you know, things do evolve, things do come back around, and mm-hmm. honestly, it was only so much of that other kind of bullshit rap. <laughs> it was all good. It was, yeah. it, was only, it was only a matter of time before people got sick of that. And no doubt, like, you know what? I want that feeling. Right. I want that feeling. I want something I can feel. I want the shit that I came up on. Not necessarily maybe the exact same shit, but something with that vibe, but maybe like a, a modern version of that, you know, because I got mm. I got dudes, I'm 37. I got dudes that you know are mid-40s, late 40s, inboxing me saying, yo, you don't know me from a can of paint. But I really fuck with your music. You really are right, bringing right. the sound back. I feel like I'm in my 20s again. You got it. You know, all shit. You, you get what I'm saying? So, like, at the end of the day, we want to stay relevant. And 
we want to we want to make this shit pop like how it used to. No doubt. And, and I feel like it's a lot easier knowing that there is. I can't even say a group. There's a large number of people that still want this. No doubt. No, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. They yeah, want it. They still want it, bro. Yeah, we 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 hungry for that shit. We 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 real hungry for that, man. Because I feel like that that sound, you know, that that sound is what's missing, man. Um, that sound used to be mainstream. But now I feel that, like that's the craziest thing is this it's underground now. Yeah, this thing we used to, you know, this thing we do used to be considered a mainstream. Right. And now basically what's going to happen, I think, is it will become mainstream again. Mm. And I believe that it already has with, you know, the help of this resurgence. And it's weird because five, to, five six years ago, people were gravitating to different sounds because right. that was the popping thing. Talk about now, it. Talk about it. Now you go to New York City and all the dudes that was on the trap shit is now trying to do the grunt. They want to do vintage, yeah. vintage rap. <laughs> now the cool thing is to do vintage yeah. rap. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm glad that it's even happening, but it's like when it happens, you're like... Okay, okay. Oh, now y'all fuck with it, bro. No doubt. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah. like I said, it, it feels good that it's even happening. No but doubt. When I see people doing it because it's the end thing to do, I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna turn my nose up at that automatically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, well, look, let's keep it moving, man, because we got some shit to talk about, man. So, look. Yo. We got all night, baby. I, I, I wanted to ask you that, man. I hope you got some time because. Oh, yeah, we got time. I don't, tonight. I don't feel like I you got, got your. Today, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like you got your just do as far as telling your story, man. I, I caught a little uh, a little interview on, um, you know, I think Hot 97 one time, man. I feel like I wanted yeah, to hear more from you. Rosenberg, we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about all that later. But look, so being, man, like you Italian. And you, you Italian man. So how was it growing up, man? Like in Rochester, New York, being an Italian dude, you know, like how did you get? How did you, you know, earn your bones, man, in the game, man, and and, and proving to 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 to, to, uh, to to folks, man, to your to your neighborhood, you know, to your area that you can actually spit, man. How was that come up, man? I will put it like this: it was very hard. <laughs> um. Let's talk about it. Like I said, when I first started rapping, I was around people that was rapping. Okay. Um, they all rapped. I right. Was doing, I was doing the one-two thing. I was always a super huge fan of rap. So I'm uh -huh. around dudes. And, you know, I'm a young dude. I was, like, maybe 21. I wasn't even start rapping until I was 21, 22. That's what mm -hmm. I got to know. I wasn't rapping since a kid. Okay. Um, you know, I'm like... <sighs> You came in a game with, with, with life yeah, experience. I mean, no, I just came in. I'm like, I could rap better than y'all. Like, you know, on some like, let, let, let me do something. Right, right, right. My friends, they'll play me. They'll be going to the studio. I go to the studio, write a verse, be ready to lay it. They won't even let okay. me do my shit. Mm. And funny thing is, the same person I'm telling you that wasn't fucking with me, 
that wouldn't even record my shit is the dude that produces like 70% of the shit you hear from me and mixes and masters every single thing y'all have ever heard me on. Shout out. Hold on, hold on, hold up. You, we talk about what? Spitwell? Fifth? Yeah, shout out to Spitwell in Atlanta. Come on, man. Hey, hey, pals. I do, I do my homework, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Spitwell. But he, Spitwell's nice. You know, he was not like open to it at first. Okay. But then came that day when they played that beat. And I wrote that verse. No doubt. That's the day that everything changed. Mm, okay, okay. The craziest shit is, I can't even tell you the, how I wrapped the verse. I can't tell you how I started it. Um, I just knew that they were fucking with it. Right, right. So I started recording some joints. Um, I had already been friends with uh, Hassan Mackey, Rochester legend. Um. I had the joints. Naturally, I go to Hassan. I'm like, yo, I just recorded three joints. What do I do with these shits? Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like clueless on this shit. So he's like, go take that shit to, uh, hold on. Don't, I don't want to get the address wrong. <laughs> 407. Take that shit to 407 Chilai Avenue. Okay. Right, right in between Sherwood and Post. Mm. Um, on the west side, I walk in. Um, I hear music banging mad, mad loud in the back. So it was like a store that had the mixtapes, incense, all that kind of shit. No doubt, lunch and all that. And then in the back, they had a studio. So I'm ringing the bell. They come out, you know, give me the who the fuck is you, white boy? <laughs> You know, and you had you had the bid and all that shit back then. Yeah, yeah, I hear the music playing right, and then I hear the music stop, and then like a bunch of people come out. Right. One dude's like, oh, I know him. He's from Dewey. You be rapping? I was like, uh, yeah, I just started like last week. You <laughs> actually told him that. You yeah, actually told him that. I didn't tell him that, but like, yeah, but he was like, you be rapping or something? Okay. I was like, yeah, Hassan told me to come bring you this CD. So it's like. Five ten people back there. They all go. They didn't. They left me in the in the counter. They wouldn't let me come back there. Okay. They all go back there, and I hear my shit banging through the speakers, mad loud. Mm. They take they take the CD back there. They're playing it, and then like I hear how many joints you recorded? How many joints like, you recorded? Three, three joints. Okay. Like like two original beats and like a freestyle over what happened to that boy. Mm. Oh, I'm lying. Two freestyles and one original. Because the other freestyle was the freeway to what we do. Well, okay. The Danny Siegel joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. So I hear him playing the shit. And then they ain't saying they like got all the way through, like halfway through the song. I'm like, fuck, I ain't hear him say nothing. So he stops it. I just hear the music stop. And then the shit start over again. And they start playing, and I hear him go, "Whoa!" <laughs> right? So, so they sing hey. songs, and they, and I hear them all wooing and shit. Music stop, like Quantum Bomb come out, and like I forget who the other person was. They come out or whatever from behind the counter, and it's like, uh, "That's you rapping on there?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You got more of that?" I was like, "I just recorded that. I'll go." Mm. I'll go do some more shit. He goes, oh, all right. Well, we got studio right here. You trying to record here? I was like, all right, cool. 
He's like, yeah, it's 15 an hour. I was like, all right, cool. See, that's love right there, 15 an hour. Literally, history from there, bro. I met okay. I basically met all the people that made me into the rapper I am today, along with my musical influences. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of rappers that came through there, man. So many, okay. A lot of people that's not here no more, you know. Okay. Here, you know like, well, look. Well, look, pounds. So, like again, said, man. This shit, this shit wasn't, I wasn't supposed to, I wasn't supposed to be a rapper. Like, right. maybe I was, but, like, I probably wasn't. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like I was doing some hold up, bro. I was. Oh no! Nah, I listen to the music. I know about that Frank Conte and all that, man. That Bogata. We gonna get into all that, man. Yeah. We gonna get into all that. So look. That's how this look. shit started. Yeah. So look, look. So the first time I heard you was on, um, you know, was on Jared Benton's uh, the um, the Rolling. Um, I remember hearing you on One for the Money and um, all the Beat God's mixtape. Oh my God, bro. How? Do, yeah, I go back. We talk. You talk about. Crazy. I just, well, hold on, let me say this. Hey, Pam, let me say this. Let me say this. For the first time in like 10 years, like a week ago with Blas, he did, he couldn't even believe it. Let me say this. That's because I sound I'm so much different. You said 2014, man, but I'm going to tell you, like that's, that's 2011, 2012. And I noticed, man, like when I heard it, dude, I was like, man, this guy, he has a very, very different sound, man. And I, I always fuck with Jaron Bitten. So how did you link up with Jaron Bitten out of all people? Because he's from Atlanta. And yeah. you guys have two totally different styles. So basically, Spitzwell back in the day, um, he got into a bunch of shit out here and he had to bounce. He had to, mm. he had to move to Atlanta on the like, yo, I gotta go to Atlanta tomorrow. Peace, y'all holler in a minute. Because he does shit with Jaron Bitten too. Yeah, he's so he goes down there, gets himself set up. Then this is when I really start rapping, rapping. I start fly. I'm flying down to Atlanta every month. Okay. Um, back when Airtran, remember Airtran? These I used to get these flights for like a buck fifty round trip on the like, like no pre planning, just like yo, <laughs> like yo, you want to come this week and knock some joints out? Yup, buy the ticket and I'm there. So. You know, I start going there. We put out a first project. He's like, yo, you want to come back down and just start knocking shit out immediately? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. I go there, plays me this joint. He's like, yo, I had this kid come through the studio. He like, kind of sound like Ludacris and Eminem mixed. I was like. Oh. I, I, now that I think about it, I hear it. I, I, I always I always felt he sound a little bit like Eminem, but now I never thought about the Ludacris, like, man. So it's like the Ludacris Eminem. But that's yeah. how he described it. So go ahead. I go over there, play the joint. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, this dude from Atlanta, like he was rapping, rapping. Rapping, rapping, yes, sir. So he's just like, you know, he comes through. We just start knocking joints out, joints out, joints out. So we got a little, I end up moving down there because I get into some shit up here. I go disappear to Atlanta for a few years, kind of really hone my skills with Spitzwell and Jaron. Mm. We, we a group, the beat guys. That's that's another another tattoo we all got. Okay. The grenade with the wings on it. Okay, I see. I see. Another tattoo, you know what I'm saying, that we all got or whatever. So we were like, yo, whichever which one of us pops first, 
um you know we'll just run with it we'll make sure we do as much as we can for each other we're not gonna dust nobody right so i realized that i'm not gonna get jaron's doing we find a common ground on certain joints but the style he's doing is not for me it's not for you yeah yeah and it ends up not being for me that sound ended up working for him so i'm like i need to go back to new york and just focus on this shit. Mm. Still gonna be a we're still gonna be a group. Jaron's still gonna produce joints for me. I'm still gonna produce. We're all gonna, you know what I mean? We're all gonna yeah. keep it in-house. So Jaron puts out a joint, which is probably unlike any other song that he's ever put out. And he kind of put it out for shock value, because you know at right. that point, we have been putting so much shit out for so many years gotten so close i had uh, i've had a ton of real meetings and the real labels and blew that shit with my attitude right and, right <laughs> you know you know that's a whole nother story you know what i'm saying you the, uh, the, all my, the all my motor, i'm sure i'm pretty sure that jaron has talked about it in interviews but he did yeah. label shit too jumped on the table in front of la reed in the office they ripped his fucking contract up in his face uh oh shit yeah so like i hey shout out to jared Britton, though i had to say he's he's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's I, blew the, I blew the deals with atlantic and asylum he blew the deals with Def jam <laughs> this is like 2009 2010 ish i'm like mad like just don't even want to fucking rap up we're not getting nowhere we're spending way too much money mm. um he does this song, like I said, this unlike just like some shock value shit. And I'm pretty sure what's that joint called? On my own shit. Huh? On my own shit. Nah, 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 nah. It's it, it's a solo joint. Why can't it's... I think of the name of it? Anyways, he does this crazy video, right? Ends up getting the attention of Hobson. Shout out to Hobson. Oh, with a punk volume. Yeah. Hobson signs this motherfucker immediately, bro. Schizo is the name of the joint. Shout okay. out to the Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Man, that's a whew, that's a while ago. Look, so Jaron, who doesn't really do what Funk Volume does, goes over there. They got a great platform. Their shit is evolving. Their shit is blowing up. They got pretty major Dizzy right? and bass. They got Dizzy right over there. Um, shout out to Swiss, shout out to Dame, shout out to Kato, all them. Yeah, yeah, Kato, um, shout out to Kato. Um, man, fuck Kato. Now nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> now nah, we, we just always say fuck Kato no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out to Kato because he, he was such a important piece of Jaren. He was the same. He, he produced like 80% so of like, you know, He gets on the phone with us. He's like, yo, Hobson just signed me. I'm going to go fuck with this funk volume shit. <clears throat> Let's see what happens. We still sticking to this. Whatever happens, we blow up. You go. I had shit going. Like I said, I was so discouraged from blowing the deal on my, on my end. You know, that I'm just thinking, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't right. know this was all going to happen. Right. I didn't, like, I did not know that he was going to end up being on the freshman cover and being, like, the biggest fucking rapper out, like, in the Midwest. Hey. 
Bridge. Like I didn't know we did not know this shit. Yeah, he's bro. Like, that grandma, that grandma's whole problem. Like that grandma's album is my shit. It was long ago enough to where shit kind of just happened overnight, as where it don't really happen overnight now. And it wasn't even that long ago. This music business just evolved so quickly. Okay. But like that era of blowing up real quick is over. But Jaron caught the last wind of that shit. Mm. And the rest is hit. I did every fucking tour with him, doing 60 city tours. Tours losing my voice every night. <laughs> took me everywhere, bro. Yeah. He made sure my shit was popping. Now hold on, let me stop you. Now, let me stop you for a second. Time out, dog. Shout out to Jaron Benton because this motherfucker had done more for me than anybody ever did. No doubt. Like, like now, shout out to Jaron Benton. Like for real, dog. Like, yeah. Even talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. That wasn't my lane, and I couldn't really prosper as much as, say, a different artist that was more in his wheelhouse would have. You know, I'm pounds. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna make my shit known no matter what. But he gave me that platform. I was out there every night. I was do- I was doing joints. I was doing trappy sounding joints, recording them, just to have them to do on tour. Right. You know what I'm okay. saying? And shout out to, to Flick, his DJ, Flick James. He would have me sounding right every night. Mm-hmm. But you're mm-hmm. talking about guys that really fucking popped, bro. Right. And kept their word. Yeah. That yeah. don't happen, bro. Yeah, Jaron's dope, man. He's, he's a, he's so a dope ass. Jaron is probably, <clears throat> and I don't, I, I'm, I'm excluding legends. You know, obviously, when I talk about Andre 3000 or any shit like that. Come on, man. Talk about it, man. I, hey, I co-sign what you want to say. Jaron Benton and Cy Hyde Prince is the best rappers ever from Atlanta currently. I've been telling people that for years, man. I used to... Hold on. Let me tell you this real quick, fans. I used to tell people back in 2011, 2012, 2013 that Jaron Benton lyrically... There's nobody in Atlanta outside of outside of the guys that you just named. Sahai, that's it. Sahai and Andre 3000. They it. not fucking with him. Lyrically, lyrically, they not fucking with him. Yo, Jaron is Jaron is something that Atlanta will never see again and never properly got embraced. Yeah, by I, it, Atlanta. It fucks it fucks with me, man. I, it, it, it fucks with me. And it, and it bothers me too because the rest of me. knows this dude is just a yeah, you ever just you, he's one of the rappers that you listen to and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, dude is just disgusting. Right. Well, y'all still do. Uh, let me see. Like, you like guys I, still do music it's together. A lot of you, people that know. It's a yeah. lot of people that know. But in Atlanta, he is not right. revered the way that he should be. Nah, he's not. He's not. So Jaron Jaron needs to be revered like an Andre three thousand. Right. When you was on, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, You was on uh the uh the meat coat joint uh, that came out earlier this year. You 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 still you know I uh, I noticed that you still do music. Uh, Always look, Jaron will call me for a verse right now and I'll do it. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. So, I literally Facetime Jaron right, bro. I Facetime Jaron right now. 
Hey, hey, Jerry, I want I want to get an interview with Jerry, man. <laughs> I don't like to ask nobody for nothing. I, I'm gonna reach out to him. I'm gonna see if he, I'm gonna see if he answers. Okay. He might not go. It's bedtime with his kids. Hold up. Okay. Me and Jerry, we the same age. Too. We both 39. I think our, our birthday like two weeks apart. Uh, it's 859. He ain't gonna answer. Okay. But nah, so look, so 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 look, man. So oh, he answered. So basically, you know, Jaren's got me on tour. He he's making sure that people are seeing me. I'm visible. Um and that's probably really when I was like, okay, I gotta like actually try to rap now. Okay, so stop, stop right there. Damn, stop right there. So I appreciate you telling me that story about uh, Jaron Benton. Shout out to Jaron Benton. But when did you decide that you want to move from the sound that you was doing, um, you know, uh, from the music that you was doing with Gary, you realized that that, that that doesn't fit you? When did you decide to craft the sound that you have now? Uh, I wouldn't say that I switched because I was still doing them joints the whole time. Yeah. In between. But then, like, you know, they wouldn't match the project that Spitzwell was putting out and they get, like, put to the side or, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of just decided that I was probably, like, 2010. It's kind of like when I stepped away from doing, like, group shit with Jaron. Like, yo, you need to go do this and I need to go do this. This is what I sound good on. Not that that don't sound good on this other shit, but this right. is what I sound good on. Okay. So, I just really went, I think when I made that decision, like I said, I was so discouraged by music up until Jaren's shit popped. Like, I had no hope. You know what I'm saying? That I wasn't even thinking about, like, I just wasn't even thinking that shit could even be popular. Right, right. Right. Um, like if like if you could even now where I'm at, if you could have told me I was if you could have if you would have told me that it would have took this long for it to happen, I probably wouldn't have kept with it. Okay. Because you got okay, so that's a long time, bro. Well, well look, look I I uh like I said man I'm I'm shout out to Jaron Benton man but I'm gonna tell you this is when I peeped you out as an artist, and it was that um that heavy lies the crown album. To me, yeah, that was, that's, that was hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What year is that? That was 2016. Yeah. That to me, that was the beginning of the pounds that I see that I love. Yeah. This is the beginning of the pounds that I fuck with. You know, so so tell me about putting that project together, the heavy lies the crown album, in 2016. I was coming off of for I was coming off of putting 448 grams out, which was basically these two sounds meshed. It's got a lot of the hard. I, I know about that. I came back to that later. I can't yeah, back to that. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. That's got a lot of the shit that you hear now, but it also has a lot of like yeah, that right. Right. Rap music, like transcendentals right. with Ado, you know what I'm saying? Because that right. sonically, I, I love those and I sound good on them. Mm. But um, 
I think when Heavy Lies the Crown came out, I was just like, look, I'm from fucking Rochester. I'm going to give them fucking what Rochester sounds like. Talk about it. Because prior to that, I was moving around. I was living in Huntsville, Alabama. When you heard that rolling, I was with Jackie Chan. That's not no fucking, uh, un, uh, What's the word like? Un, that, that was a go. That was a real remix. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't no like unfucking professional shit. Right, right. I was living in Huntsville, Alabama for a good year and a half, two years. So you was in a real stick. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, so just imagine they're down there making shit like that, and I'm over here rapping over straight grimy shit. They're yeah. like, oh, don't fuck with that. We fuck with your raps, though. You should rap over some. Some, some other shit. So I fucking rap over it. And motherfuckers end up loving this shit. Okay. So, like I said, but when I when I made that decision, I'm just like, look, I'm from Rochester. Let me give them what Rochester sounds like. Like, actively, like. Yeah, yeah. Not that other shit. This shit. There we go. There we go. So look, look, on that project, man, I remember on that particular project, man, you had Conway on that Kill You, and you had What's Not Going on that tribute, man. That, that Conway, uh, that's the shit that really opened my eyes, man. That particular song is what really opened my eyes to, like, man, this, this dude, you put a great body of work together, man. Tell me tell me about uh, um, looking up with uh, Conway and, um, you know, West Side Gun, man, on this particular song. And tell me about that. How you feel about that? The, the Griselda movement, man. Talk about that. Um, you know, at one point, like when I was putting that album together, like I was fucking with them, like you know, on a you know weekly, daily. I go out to Buffalo, go chill with them a couple days a week, smoke a ton of weed. You know, Derringer be making beats, so it was like super organic, man. Um, and I think just one night we was. Uh, I had just got a pack of this real crazy wax, yo. And uh, Derringer and Conway, they drove, they drove to my crib in Rochester. I had this, big, I had this crazy loft <laughs> downtown, and we was recording in that bitch. Right. And you know that's that's where the whole heavy lies the crown. Like you gotta understand, I'm, I'm recording, I'm recording this album in literally a room full of work. Right. So. This shit was like real special. Right. So, you know, like they came out, Conway to knock the bottle down. <laughs> I, had, I, I, had, I had this motherfucker's eyes closed rapping off these dabs, yo. And he was bodying this shit, dog. Yeah. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Say that one we more time, up, man. Say that one more time. Conway, Conway was high as shit, huh? Oh, bro, he was fucking finished, yo. And <laughs> still not, and we still did two joints. We ain't just do one joint. We did two joints. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh, what's what's the other joint we did that night? Oh, tomorrow the joint. I tomorrow, that's on tuna. On tuna. Um, we we did that one that night too. Um, yeah. So that's my shit, man. That, that's my shit right there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was fucking with these guys like right, really before they really like took off or whatever. Um, so it's like like I said, man. I seen them all the way here. It's like so beautiful to see them here. 
Yo, that's what's up. It just lets you know that it can be done. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like, you got a lot of dudes from around the area that's like, hate some whatever. Like, the mm, we gonna talk about that. What they don't understand is, they don't understand is, what they did was make it, uh, like, make it so we can shine. Mm. Nah, I no mean, doubt. I, you, how can you be mad at that? You can't, how, you can't. How can you be a rapper that's making this type of music and these dudes come up, literally drop kick this fucking door down for this kind of music and this reason to be, right. you know, have light shed on it. Hey, hey, Pams, I remember I remember seeing Conway and Westside Gun and Vinny and all them brothers. They came down here to D.C. at the Howard Theater. There was only 30 people in the crowd. And look at him now. What, what, what year was that? This was 2015. Yeah. 2015. Around uh, Hitler, Hitler 1. Look at how, how this shit is a marathon, yo. No doubt. No doubt. So, so, so look, we go fast forward a little bit, man. We go get to this. Uh, you know, you dropped the rules and parameter project, man, in 2017. You know what? What was the? Uh, what was the? Um, what made you uh, uh, name it that title, man? You know, and um, that rules I, and parameters. I just see a lot of. It, I mean, I really just all this. You gotta understand, like my music, and I'm not to take nothing from nobody else, but. My music is like very like true to life for me. So, you know, different projects, I'm going through different things. So you, mm. it, my music is gonna reflect my life heavily. So I think what was going on there was, you know, shit was coming from an angry place, a place where I was feeling slighted, a place where I want to talk about that. I want to. I want to touch on that. Just a dark, angry place, man. Well, look. look I want to touch on what you just said right now. That I've revisited, but right. I want to on on the, on this uh on this particular uh track, man. Uh, you rap. Uh, it's called uh, "What a Feeling Is," and uh, yeah, yeah, you, re you remember that? Yeah, yeah, true star. Okay, you said I'm from a place where they ain't proud of you. Even when you went and they say I'm from a place where uh they ain't proud of you. Even when you went and poured a, a, a grid up in a Mountain Dew, like touch all that, man. Touch on like like how's the love, man? Like how, is it is it still like that in Rochester? Like, what what's the love? What's the love for pounds in Rochester? I would say that 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 particular line just describes just describes it here perfectly. Um. Even when you win and they ain't proud of you, like, you know, look at all this shit I got going on. They still, they hating on me even more. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're just from, a, this is just a, and I'm, we're not alone in this. Right. Sure this everywhere in the United States, but, you know, this is, this is a city where we, we hate our own. Um, and it goes yeah. down to anything, music, just anybody that's got, something going it's just like i said man it's different out here upstate new york is different i don't know if it's the air or it's the weather or that snow mm. better. you know the winters is real dark and depressing here um it's just in the air or something here and uh right 
you know, like I say, even when you win and put a grid up in the mountain, do might as well just get high. You know <laughs> yeah, but man. I had, I had, I was, I listened to that song right, quite right, three times yesterday. You're giving your all, they still don't recognize it. The fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that, man. So look, I want to, I want to touch on something a little, a little bit lighter. Uh, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, like I said, man, you, you, you got your own style of hip hop, man. So if you're not listening to hip hop, man, what type of music are you listening to? Because you know, I, I heard you, um, I heard I, I got on your live stream, man, earlier today, and I heard you listen to some psychedelic shit, man. Like, what was, you know, what, what was that, by the way? Yo, that was that shit. Um. I'm actually not gonna say what sample that was. But, okay. Um, but I believe somebody was like, "Oh, what is that? Vanilla fudge, or some shit?" Like that, that, that was me. That was me. Yeah, yeah, okay. I said yeah, vanilla fudge. Yeah, I said vanilla it, fudge it, it, or it, Hendrix. That's, that's like some overseas German psychedelic rock, basically. Okay. Um, okay. Like, that's like some super rare shit. But okay. you know, like. I listen to a lot of 80s music, like a fucking lot of it, like a lot, a lot of 80s and a lot of 60s and 70s psychedelic rock. Okay. I don't know why, probably because my father was so into it. Um, right. You know, it's got to be where that comes from. Okay. Yeah, because you was, you was, you was rocking out to that shit, man. I was like... You know that sound. That sound familiar, man. Because I like a lot of that psychedelic shit too, man. Like you know. Uh, that's probably why you like that Conway joint. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that, that's a uh, that's like a super rare European psychedelic rock sample. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was a sample, sample digging and shit or whatever. But in Shut the up. sample, in the sample digging is where I like find most of my pleasure musically. Um, okay. Like I said, like I listen to so much weird. Like if people knew what I really listen to, motherfuckers right. would think I just like sitting over here listening to my beat twenty four seven or some shit. I mean, right, right. I love my beat, but you know, like I you gotta have a balance. Kind of, you, you gotta have a balance, man. I yeah, I make that kind of music, but like I don't want to hear it all the time. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you might come over here. I'm listening to Duran, Duran, the Pesh Mode. Fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna listen to some other shit, bro. Yeah. Or like, or like soul music, bro. Right, right. Like I listen Earth to Jeffrey Fire, Osby Brothers. I listen, oh, to, I listen to Jeffrey Osborne for fucking two hours this morning. So that's my guy. Yeah, he's so, dope. Ltd. Yeah, yeah, limited. Um. I just, you know, or I'm just a lot of 80s, bro. Like right. a lot of that real synthy, weird shit. I no love doubt. Pat Benatar. I love Pat Benatar. I just love like, I just love like. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was my honestly, shit. Honestly, not even particularly that song. But I love that shit when I was a kid, man. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of my music that I listen to for enjoyment, like non-business purposes, is like shit that is nostalgic for me. And like I said, I I'm not just sampling the fucking like those shit I was sampling earlier, the psychedelic shit, that's for me to rap on. That's like for my production. Either maybe right. me or you know someone in my faction or whatever. But right. I'm not listening like I'm listening to that for samples because that's what I like. That's what I want to rap on. Right. 
And I think my father's influence musically is just so, so heavy, bro. My dad would listen to Vanilla Fudge for a whole day. Do you know what I mean? Like, or like, or like, there's this group called Mountain. My father loved this motherfucker, bro. Yeah, I I heard of Mountain. I heard of Mountain. Mountain Mountain was a big, huge, fat dude, big as me, like, yeah, yo, yeah, singing mad, yeah, like my father. Jimi Hendrix, The Doors. I'm trying not to name them. I'm trying to name shit that's lesser known. Grand Funk, uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Yes, Grand Funk, uh, CCR, uh, 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 Crosby Stills, uh, Crosby Stills and Nash. Um, you know, a lot of Neil Young, a lot of Neil Young. I know, hey, I know about all that shit, fam. Because yeah. ultimately, that shit is good music. It is. It's not about who's making it or, you know, or what era it came from. Right. Genre is and it's good music. And, like, right. I think, like, I think we don't have that right now. There's, like, right. not any good songs, yo. There's not. The songwriter, man, is gone, man. Yeah, the, like, the Bob Dylan's, the, the Kenny Gamble's, and the Smokey Robinson's, and all, all those guys. Is, yeah, well, we don't have that anymore. Nah. So. And, and even with this underground shit, you know, I'm a musical dude, yo. You fucking, you give me any fucking instrument, I'm going to figure out how to fucking make something pleasing come out of that shit. Right, right. I'm going to figure it out. So it's no like. Doubt. You hear me sing, rapping, or whatever, crooning, whatever people want to call it. Uh huh. I do on these hooks and shit that other artists in the underground would never fucking even attempt to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, they, they feel like maybe they're too gangster to do that. Or, hey, or, hey, or, they. Or, they not listening to no, uh, they, hey, they, not, they not listening to no, uh, Loggins and Messina. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like they're not. I, like, I fuck with Loggins. I fuck with Loggins in the scene. I'll clean my house. Doobie Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I clean my house and listen to Hall and Oates for four hours cleaning the crib. Yes, sir. Like, and basically listening to it, trying to figure out how they come up with these melodies. These yeah, yeah. Everybody can come up with a hook. It's about it being sonically hypnotizing and pleasing no Just doubt like, you know, that, i got two three hooks on my album that's out right now but those ones is the one like the djs i remember when me and buck wild dropped the, the no way there's no way we, we, hey we i was gonna talk about it but go ahead man but you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah that's where that comes from okay that shit's not from coming from sitting around listening to fucking you know boom bap all day oh uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of rappers man i noticed man when i talk to a lot of rappers man and it's the only hang up that i have with them man it seemed like their influences is just very limited you know yeah musically um, it's, it's hip-hop or that or, 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 or bust. Like, it's it. almost like you can it's almost like you can hear their limitness through their music. No, nah, um, yeah, I hate to say, it. I hate to agree with you, you man. Take, you, another, you, you know, you t- you take another set of guys, you know, like Conway and Westside, and I know how much they love like '60s and '70s and '80s, like just soul and R and B. 
I right. gotta know how much Khan loved that shit. You know what I'm saying? You always catch him on live singing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm about, about to say that. Yeah, so when you hear him on them joints with them little melodies, let me squeeze. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because he got that influence. He's an artist. Right, right. A lot of these boys is not artists, bro. I think it's our era, man. Like, like, like I said, man. You, I'm a couple of years older than you, but like our era, man. We had the best of both worlds. We had great rock. We had great hip hop, and we yeah. had we had great R and B soul music. Look, how many joints? I was just saying this to Blas when he was he Blas with me and Blas is basically recorded a whole album in like four days. So he was just here staying at the crib. We was knocking it out. Listening right. to a lot of shit, trying to find samples, ideas. Right. You know, I. How can I say this? Take your time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna roll up real quick. Go ahead. I, like a lot of the artists that you're saying, and, it, and and I think it does have a lot to do with age group, but I think it has a lot to do with the artists. Oh, uh, what what you're willing to do. What are you what are you willing to sacrifice for your sound? Mm. Okay, so no, no doubt. you gotta not be afraid to do shit. I'm not afraid to get on a joint and you know harmonize or whatever, as long as it sounds good. I'm not gonna get and just do anything. And not every joint is gonna have a hook like that. If it calls for it, it calls for it. Because I don't do what I wanna do. I do what the music tells me to do. No doubt. So, you know, we sit here and we listen to joints and it just comes down to like, the, we're just, we were spoiled. We're spoiled. Hey, hey, pals, I say that all the time, man. We were, we're spoiled. spoiled. Hey, hey, look, spoiled. and the thing about it, hey, look, we thought it was going to be like that forever. We didn't realize how good, we didn't realize how good we had it. We took that like, shit for granted. This is my other point I was saying, what I was saying with Blas, and you would hear a lot of these like, European. We took it for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These like European groups are like, how many joints in that era, late 70s, all through the 80s, would you hear a joint and not even know that that person was white or not even know that person was black? A lot, a lot. How many joints? You I know, thought all the notes was black. White dude, like, like yeah. how many joints is like yeah. that? And you know what that attributes to? The influences, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of R and B, a lot of the, a lot of the R and B cats. They covered the rock guys' songs, and a lot of the rock guys they covered a lot of the R and B cats' songs. Like, bro, simp what's the joint? We were sitting here. I don't think Blas had any idea, or no, it wasn't Blas. My man was sitting here, right? I played in one joint. I downloaded like basically this whole like '80s playlist, like everything. Right. So simply red, holding back the year. Holding back the yeah. year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They from uh, uh the UK. Bla yeah, Blah's like, yo, that's crazy. That's like a, a pasty ass white dude with a red fro. Yeah, red, yeah, freckles and shit. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he ain't no. Yeah. But that's I, I, that I remember that. Era. That's that era that didn't you didn't even know because people were making so much. Right. Money. White cats, man. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna let me say this, man. The white cats back in the day was soulful as shit, man. Hey, where go is that now? Listen, listen. Go listen Where's to some early Kenny Loggins, man. Listen to Kenny Loggins solo shit. 
before he started doing all them uh soundtrack songs. Dog. Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald was McDonald. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Sarah My Smile. Thought, Sarah Smile. I thought that was a was a black dude Bro, singing. That's what I'm saying. How many Hall and Oates joints did you not know it was these two fucking white dudes? Right. Right. <laughs> how, many, how many joints they got you? You didn't even know it was there. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck, Phil Collins? Yeah. yeah. What's my man now? Oh, we can't forget about Bobby Caldwell. Oh my God, he's another one. I didn't even know this guy was Bobby white. Caldwell. What you What you want to do for love? You know what I'm saying? But look, look. Let's keep it moving, man. We we hey, we could be talking about music all day, all, all man. day. Hey, All day. Okay, we'll, we'll leave this. We're we're from an era. We are spoiled. We were spoiled. We were spoiled. And we, we didn't. We didn't take it. We didn't take it for granted because we loved it. But just now, stepping back, we know how good we had. No doubt. No doubt. Let me say this. Let's go. Let's fast forward a little bit, man, to this tuna project, man. I remember on that joint, you had uh Pee Wee Kirkland, man. You got a joint with uh. A song called Pee Wee Kirkland, man. And then you put out an e a EP uh, 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 called Pee Wee Kirkland, man. So talk about that, man. Like, I know that, uh, that, uh, that Gone Tomorrow was on that, with Conway was on that project, too. But talk, I want to talk about that, uh, that, that, that Pee Wee uh, Kirkland, man. Like, how did you hook up with Pee Wee Kirkland and what what inspired you or what, what gravitated you towards uh, to, the, to that brother? I think it was like his moniker that he, you know, that legend and two game shit. Um, I felt like I was a legend with the rap and a legend with the work. So who be who better? I know it's bold, but who better, you know? Um, mm. And it kind of just happened that my man had ran into him. And this is after I had this shit like... 90% ready to, to go. Runs into him. It's like, yo, my man is doing a fucking album named after you. Where you running to him at? Where was uh, you at? Where you running to him I, at? I was, I was in Rochester when it happened. It was my man, Mitch. Shout out to Mitch. Mitch uh, put me on the phone with him. He sends me a text. He's like, yo, call this number. Call him. This Pee Wee right here. He said he's with it. Mm. Like, word? So then my man Thousand Words runs into him. Shout out to Thousand Words, man. Shout out to Thousand Words. He fucking dot connector extraordinaire. Um, he catches Pee-wee, gets the Polaroid. Pee-wee doesn't sign shit. Somehow gets him to sign this shit. And yeah, I heard about that. He don't do no autograph. Yeah. And um, he spoke to him further, like, so Pee Wee probably was like, damn, this is two different people telling me about this dude Pounds doing this shit. So mm. I end up speaking to him. You know, he came through. We did the video. I did like the blog documentary pieces with him. Um, super cool dude. Um, embraced me off the bat. Um, just, I hate being corny, bro, but real recognized, real. So it was no real doubt, real. no doubt. Respect. Yeah, that's a legend, man. Like you said, a legend. A legend in uh, two games, man. A legend in two games. I know you also you got you also got a song that joint uh Francis Ford, man. You know, you know that Doc Francis Ford Coppola, man. You know, if you know movies, you know you gotta know who Francis Ford Coppola is, man. So 
you know, because he directed the, the Godfather trilogy, Apocalypse Now. Um, you know, talk about. Uh, I want to ask you this, being that you named this called Francis Ford. I mean, uh, Francis Ford, and you Italian man. So give me your three favorite mafia movies, man, and or the most accurate uh, mafia movies. Give me three of them. The three best mob movies. Uh, cas Casino is number one. Number one, okay. By a long shot, good the movie. Long as hell. Goodfellas is a real close to, and then I would have to say, man, this is tough. Uh, Godfather Part Two. Part Two, yeah. Only Part Two. Three okay. is trash. Three is trash. Three is trash, yeah. They should have. They waited too long to put that out. Yeah, and one is too draggy. No doubt. Okay, okay, okay. So look, we, we gonna keep it moving, man. Like I said, we got some shit to talk about, man. So on the on this track, man, and this is the song I really wanted to ask you about, man, because I can relate to this shit. Like uh, on the track, money and power, man. You got to, you, you know, uh, you mentioned like being in a group home. You also mentioned that on on the wild joint, portable stop. You mentioned, you know, I I hear that in in a couple of songs, man. You about you being in a group home, man. Like I was in the group home myself uh, as uh, as a teenager, man. Uh, you know, talk talk about that experience, man. If you don't mind, you know, you don't have to go too deep or whatever. Just, you know. Basically, uh, just when I got, I I came, you know, I came about, you know, in a house that my mom was using and abusing, partying real, real hard, twenty four seven. She was married to a dude that fucking hated my guts, did not mm. like me. You know, I had that fucking TV movie stepdad that was a fucking prick. You know, beat the shit out of us. Well, I looked at that movie like a, like a yeah, boy's wife. You know he beat the shit out of us, treated like he treated us like shit. Um, so my home life was fucking terrible. So I never wanted to be there. So I would just be out running the streets till whenever mm -hmm. I had to be home to you know, get in bed. Right, right. And that just became so volatile for me at home that I end up just, you know, getting arrested. No uh, doubt. You know, all kind of domestic shit. I, I, you know, I was a big teenager. So, you know, once I was big enough, I was whooping my stepdad's fucking ass. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. That's what you mean, domestic. Yeah, yeah, I was beating this motherfucker. Yeah, let's, clar let's clarify that. <laughs> yeah, so by the time I was like 13, I was taking my belt off on this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, beating this dude to a bloody pulp. Yeah. You know, I get arrested. Then they can't have me in the house. Then I'm getting kicked out of every school I go to. Mm. Once I hit 13, 14, I'm out of control. I'm fucking out wilding. I end up going to a group home, getting fights there, getting kicked out, going to some like some super strict shit. Uh, pulled me out of school. They got me going to like industry type school, like yeah, like <clears throat> middle school and high school and shit. That shit was like not fun for me at all. Yeah. <laughs> like I, so, so I end up in the group home, and then you know, 
Once, yeah, I was in the group home, man. You know, people, once, people, once, once, people didn't even know I was in a group home, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, still fresh. I was still fly. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. I was like the opposite of that, my man. Um, but like by the time you know, once you hit 17, 18, and you're not in school no more, you know, you can't stay at the group home no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when that happened, you know, I had no place to go. And I had already been familiar with, you know, crashing on. You got to understand, I was like 12. I was in like seventh grade trying to crash at people's houses on weeknights. And these mm. people's parents, these people's parents were probably like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, like now right. that I look back at it. So, you know, like I said, you know, once my time was up at the group home, I ended up right back out on the street. Mm. No okay. with not very much future at all. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I had, I, you know, like I said, um, I talked to uh, Big Spencer, man. Um, yesterday I did an interview with Big. Nah, so look, yeah, you were just talking about, um, you were talking about the uh, the group home situation, man. Like I said, that was, you know, that was that was a very, uh, very, it seemed like you know that that definitely influenced a lot of you, you know, um. Uh, 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 I think a lot of your experiences, man, as far as like you know, made you, um, made you what you are as as an artist, man. So, um, you know, what I, I, I like I said, I wanted to touch on that, man. Um, let's fast forward. I want to fast forward a little bit, man. You know, um, Yo, you're, you're, um you the, you're, go ahead, go you're ahead. Glitching and click, you're glitching and clicking mad hard right now for some reason. Oh, for real? Yeah, like. Uh, Okay, hello. I know it, and I know it's not me because I don't got nothing going on over here and nothing. No streaming. I'm just going. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't even. Okay, my bad, man. Um, there you go. Now, I just wanted to talk about who you hit me. Yeah, now I can hear you. All right. Now, I just wanted to talk about you know, you linked up with, um, oh no, Mad Lib's brother on the book out of EP. Let's talk about that project. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Oh no. I kind of got connected with him through a, through a homie of mine. He's like, "Yo, I know the dude. Oh no, he fucks with your with your music. He want to do a few joints with you." So it was kind of one of them things. He emailed me the joints. I knocked them out like mad quick, and we just put it out. Um. And I feel like, you know, it's weird because the, the space I was in then, like, I, like not enough people heard that shit. Like, if that shit came out now, like, if now I had a little uh, EP with Oh No, I feel like it had got, like, a lot more attention now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel I feel like it definitely I feel like it didn't really get the get the burn I, I not that I expected but that I wanted you know what I'm saying? Okay. So look, so so um, we can fast forward a little bit. Um, so, what's, what's, so what's your take on the industry, like on the music industry and, and the underground? I feel like the underground is the golden. What's your take on that? Um, I think it's in the best place that it's been in a while. Um, I think that, I think things are just kind of getting, you know, 
balanced out now with, you know, combining the social media directly, you know, direct artists to fan, you know, contact, like shit like that. I, I feel like, you know, things are just different now. There used to be right. there used to be this like allure to an artist. You know, like this allure to the point like right. you, couldn't, you couldn't reach out and touch them. Like they like they were like, you know, it was different. Now that mystique and that allure is no longer here because, you know, a fan could just reach out and talk to you. Or like, you know, you you're just a click away from seeing your the shit you do on a daily, you know, you know, it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It takes away from that mystique and that allure, but it also, you know, lets people know that you're human and and that you do shit just like they do. And, you know, shit's very relatable for them. Right. So Mm. like, no, that makes sense. There's pros and cons with this shit. Um, and that just goes to like, you know, a point that, like, I've always tried to make with my music. I'm not featured very much on other people's shit. I got I got shit with a lot, all the who's who's, but I don't have a lot of right. Just because I've worked so hard to build this brand in this, no doubt, this climate of the industry. I'm not just doing songs with anybody. You can't just reach out and touch me. The more people that can just get you on some shit, that shit make you way less special. And I kind of, mm. I kind of like live my my brand lives by that. So, um, that's a that like a, like I said, the, the industry's weird right now, and I think it's weird for people that have been in it for a long time because it's evolving so quick. It's hard to really get a grasp on it. Okay, so but what you take? What's your take? This definitely, this is definitely the best time it's ever been for an independent artist to make money, and not have. I feel the same way. And not have to pay anybody else. So, no doubt, no middleman. Yep, basically. I was saying, I was saying, no middleman. Plug. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so look, I remember you dropped the project. Uh, you dropped the two uh, two EP project with Smoke Dizzard. Yeah. Um, produced on the gun. You know how did y'all how did y'all link, man? Because I really I really fuck with Smoke Dizzard, man. Um, just a, just another mutual friend. Um, actually, the same cat that uh ran into Pee Wee Kirkland. Um, <clears throat> just had a good relationship with Dizza. Put us in the same place together. We start smoking a hundred blunts, and it just, just mad organic. That's how a lot of my shit. I don't want it if it's not organic. You know what I'm saying? What? Why y'all didn't do more? Why y'all didn't do uh, make make that uh, project longer? Um, I think it was just like we just went in there, did a couple joints one night, and you got to my my religion. My relationship with Dizza was more like. We just cool as like one of them dudes. Like I, we're not, you know, doing rap shit when I'm like around him. You know what I'm saying? So that shit just happened one night. We're like, yo, what are we gonna do with these? Uh, shit, put out a two song EP. We'll put the instrumentals on like old school instrumentals on the B side. Fucking, you know, and that shit jumped. 
no doubt. That uh, uh that, that smoke is a problem, man. I wish I would have did. I wish I would have did some more work, man. But I, I get it, man. So look, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Coming in the future, and you know, one of the joints that we did ended up on his bacon, egg, and trees joint. Yeah, joint yep. EP. Yeah, yeah, me, him, and uh, Shooter ninety three. Shooter ninety three. Shout out to Shooter ninety three. He's dope. He's dope. Right, there. He's dope. Artist. He's another one. Super dope artist in New York. Okay. Super dope. Okay, okay. So look, I seen you. I seen you uh flexing some sneakers, man. A while uh earlier this week, man. Um, you know, I got a couple of here myself, man. What's your, what's your, what's your, you know, uh, what's your top five sneakers, man? Oh man, I just caught. I just caught these. That's what I just. I, I don't know if you got these yet, man. Have you seen these yet? You seen these? Oh no, I did not. What are those, Bo Jackson Low? Yeah. Oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Nah, this, this what I, this what I just had on earlier. Ooh, shit! Cause he, I just got these restored. These shits was piss orange, bro. Oh man, them I, shits. Ooh, them shits cold. Yeah, Nate, look how crispy them shits is. Yeah, them shits cold. What well, they put it out the uh, the UV, the UV ray joint. Yeah, these from two thousand and five. Shit. Oh, or no, this is the re-release. These 2010s. Oh, those those going those easily going for over a couple of grand. Easily. Oh yeah. No, I, I got I just got a few pairs back for the restoring dude. Let me see what you got up. Let me see what you got, I man. Re- I gotta relace these shits. <laughs> they can come back, back on the restore. Alright, man. I give I give up, man. I just had a <laughs> I mean, he got them all right. These shits was like, these joints was like straight orange though before, you know? Okay. From okay. 2005 right here. All right, hold on, hold on. I, I went ahead and what you think about these, man? I went ahead and grabbed something else, man. Uh, I caught these, man. Have you seen these yet? You seen these? Yeah, my girl got them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what, what the rock was, man. Let me see though. Oh. I might just wear this Carhartt shit with this. That's the Those base. tough. The base Those thing. tough. Yeah, these Those are tough. tough. All right, man, you got it, man. You got it. You got it, man. Right, yeah, man. I gotta. I you know. It, it, Yo, I, I concede, man. I concede. I concede, I'm man. So, I'm so I, serious with the shoes, yo. I, I just had to flex a little bit, man. I just had to flex yeah, a little nah, bit. Yeah, nah, them Bo Jacksons is hard. Yeah, yeah. People sleep on those, man. That's that's our era, man. That's our era. You know, I, I I think my I got the low I got the low all white with the teal and the purple on them, but I mm. I trashed them because they was in the summer. I was wearing them every fucking day. You're like, yo, I got them shits right here. You seen these? Uh uh-uh, oh nah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh no, where did I see those? I seen them at I think I seen them at Sneaker Room in Yeah, Jim. People slept on them. I got these joints in uh I got them from um uh downtown locker room, man. But now they on they on eBay for like $270. Yeah, that's how it is, bro. Some of these certain colorways they just go, yo. The yeah. sneaker shit is crazy. Like cause I got yeah. so many close friends that's really in the game with the sneaker shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, they're constantly trying to buy shit from me. Right. Know? 
I just had to bring I had to bring that up because I seen you had you had some you had some rare shit. And one video, I believe it's that Conway video, man. You got some alligator joints, man. Them shits is nuts. Woo! Them shit's ridiculous. Yeah, the snake forest. These the snake skin, my bad. Not alligator. Snake skin. This is like I think this is like a band 900, 900, 1200. Yeah, like that. yeah those, those, those is nasty. Those nasty, man. But look, let's keep it moving, man. I had to, you know, I had to talk about the sneakers, man. <laughs> Shout out to pals, man. Hey, you won this round, man. I'm gonna come back next time, man. You got me, bro. All right. You got me, got me. But look, so, so. You linked up on this is my personal favorite album by uh pounds man the traffic concept project with uh with um buck wow man buck wow legendary producer uh yeah. digging the crates crew man how, tell me please tell me man how did you link with that legend man because that project that project is a fucking classic i think it just bro that was like some shit that was supposed to happen yeah you know, I was I was fucking with this publicist, um, Evie Blanco. Shout out to her. She, I don't really know how she pulled it off. I think she had some type of relationship with him, knew somebody that knew him. She right. reached out. She's like, yo, when she hits me, I'm like, like she hit me like she wanted to tell me something important. Like, yo, yo, yo. Right, right. Can't answer the phone right now. She's like, yo, you want to do an album with Buck Wild? Uh. And I'm like, Buck Wild, Buck Wild? <laughs> like, Buck Wild, Buck Wild? Like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, motherfucker. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no shit. Does he want to do it? <laughs> like, does he want to do it? And so she's like, yeah, I'm about to put y'all in the studio or whatever. And the fucking no way joint is the first shit we did. Oh, uh, that's my shit right there, man. That's my shit. That's hey, you talk that talk on that shit right there, man. I probably listened to that song probably about four times in a row yesterday. Yeah, no bro. cat. No cat. That's the first shit we did. So, like, think about that. It's the first time I was ever in the studio with this fucking guy. So. Talk he, about that, uh. He played that, and I just go crazy. Wrote that shit so fast, bro. What about that God enjoy, man? Um, oh, with Rock, uh, <laughs> Rock Monster. Yeah, see the fucking originally. I think I was gonna try to. Get, <laughs> I was gonna try to get Rock on a different joint. Shout out to Rock Marty, man. That's my guy right there. He's the godfather of this shit. Um, I was going to get Rock on a different joint. Um, I start going through the songs. Okay. I, I think we maybe had like half the album done, maybe like five or six joints done. Mm. And Buck plays the sample. As soon as I heard, like, he was like, if, if you... If you know any background or seen any, you know, I've done a hundred interviews on this shit. Everything we did was on the spot. Mm. Everything, no emails. Oh, I was just about to ask you. You actually got to sit in the lab and cook up. So, yeah, yeah. So, he's going through samples. He plays the fucking garden sample. 
I'm immediately, yo, what is that? What does that go back to that? Mm. So I'm like, I just missed Rocky, like flew back to LA or whatever. Okay. And I'm like, yo, I call him. I'm like, yo, I got the joint. Mm. He's like, send it. I send him the joint. Calls me right back. He's like, he's like, damn, yeah, you knew I had to be on this one. Huh? I was like, yes. Because, you know, it just, it, if there was a joint that sounded like somebody should be on it, on that album, it was that one. So, okay. I sent yeah, him the I joint. I that track. I also like the, uh, sent me the verse back and then fucking rap. He's the only, he's the only feature that um, wasn't in the studio for that whole shit. You ever, you ever met uh, Rock Marciano? You ever met him? Oh, yeah, of course. All right, let's keep I, it moving, man. Go I, ahead. I haven't seen him in quite. I think the last time I seen him was uh, at Sony when he did the Marcielago joint, or uh, not Marcielago. I saw that. I saw him. He came to DC to perform that. Whatever the joint was at Sony Theater, right before COVID, really, you know, happened. It's the Marcel the Marcielago project. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that shit was. He came. Up. He came here to DC. He came here to that DC and did that shit. Killed it. He's he's, he's dope as shit live, man. Seeing him live, seeing him live is nuts. Yeah, yeah, bro. Shit was fucking nuts. So, yeah, that's the last time I seen him. I know he's out out in LA. Okay. He's elusive, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta track him down, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way. Yo, that's that's a good guy right there, man. Yeah, man. I just had an uh, interview with his boy Smooth. I had, I had an interview with Smooth. Smooth uh, last, last Friday. Uh-huh. He's a good guy too, man. But look, I want to I want to continue talking about that project, man, because you also got a joint with Benny uh, on that waiting on me, man. How to tell me how to job cook up on that shit right there, fam. Uh -huh. That's my shit that waiting on me, man. Shit, man, just another joint. Buck started chopping and playing samples and shit. We was in the studio. It was a bunch okay. of but we recorded that at like four or five in the morning. Mm. Uh, that was a real, real late session with a whole lot of weed. Um, I think we did. Where did we do that at? I can't even. Th I can't even think of the name of the studios. Like fucking whatever. It was a dope little studio. Dope vibe. We got with the NYC. Yeah, yeah. It was in the city. Um, okay. I don't know why I can't think of the name of this shit. But yeah, we knocked the joint out there. It was like four or five in the morning when we did that no shit. Yeah, man, I love I love that fucking project for me. That's a classic, man. That's a classic. I had I had to, I had to tell you that shit face to face, man. So look, let's talk about your uh, your new project, man. You got this new project called There Is No Mafia, man. And I want to ask you, man, why'd you name it that, man? Like, <laughs> uh, what was the what was the thought behind that, man? Talk about that project. Uh, I'm not I'm not like a fan of like. I'm not really a fan of like rappers, like with that fake gangster mind. <laughs> with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't really like it when people do it. I think it's just mad corny. Yeah, yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? So y'all are trying to be some shit, and y'all ain't it. You know what I mean? Ain't it? Yeah. So like. You know, all these like 200 rappers in the underground fucking thinking they're mobsters and mafia and all this shit. Like, pussy, it ain't, there is no mafia, you fucking idiots. <laughs> so, that, that's how I look at it. Like, 
Y'all got to knock it off. Let me show you what this real shit sounds like. Right, right, right. Okay. I heard, man. Is, is it true, man? The mafia used to uh, like, like up in Rochester, man. I heard, I heard, you know, they used to move up there, man. Is that true or not? Because, you know. The mob was very prominent in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Okay, okay. Right. Actually, one of my projects is actually named after a restaurant where uh, Blue Gardenia is actually. The Blue Gardenia, yeah. The, the that's actually a restaurant. That's my shit. That's actually a restaurant where, like, the biggest mob hit mm. in Rochester history happened at. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I'm still playing that uh that food savers thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's people wait. People been waiting on that because remember, like I said, me and thirty eight, we started out in that same circle, so we had so many. We was on so many joints together. You right. Know what I'm saying? And it had just been years since we was you know on anything. And okay. um, I think people just you know with this resurgence, all these people love thirty eight. All these people love pounds. Us, we we kind of you know are in that same lane. It's kind of a no. I just had to I just had to go out and find the crazy production mm. for it. Shout out to really him. He came no through with three. He came through. I, three. I wanted to mention. I just wanted to mention him, man. Um, you know, it seemed like you, you do a lot of work with uh with, with really him, man. What's your relationship with uh with really him, man? Because he uh, he really just came about on this project. Um. Like I said he got three joints on there. He's yeah. a super talented. Producer. He's super talented. Yeah. Say that they got super talented. Own, he's like they got their own little faction, puzzle, uh Moff, uh BA Bad. Like they just they what they're doing in Syracuse is dope. Their producer was fire. I I kept seeing them, you know, like post shit that he did and i just i just fucked with him i just fucked with his sound and he's like one of them. he's like he's four out of five he said mm. five joints he's a four out of five so he sends so much fire that you really gotta sift through the fire you know what i'm saying so he's like a he's like a producer that's hard to pick from his batches because they're all dope no doubt Okay, okay, and I don't get that very much, you know, just from right. like for, think about a first time producer getting three joints on the first shit. I fuck with him on mm. that, that, that tell you right there. Shout out to really him, man. He's dope as shit, man. But look, we're gonna keep it moving, man. I wanted to ask you, like I saw, like I mentioned earlier, man, I seen you on Rosenberg, man, and it just made me think, man, like, you know, what do you, how do you feel about as far as like, um. Rappers uh getting played like underground rappers, man, getting radio played, man. Like even on like like satellite radio, man. What do you what do you think about that, man? Um, I mean, I think it's great. What the fuck? Because nobody else is playing this shit. Right. And you know, this this underground thing has become just a major cult following. No doubt. I think it's good for people outside of that to be able to, you know wrap their ears around what we're doing right yeah. shout out to peter rosenberg shout yeah shout out, out. he's from he from the he from the area man I, I i i did like uh seeing uh seeing you on here man i wish the interview was a little bit longer but yeah you know that was that was dope man so look we right it's, it's good to, it's good it's a good feeling to see dudes you know sitting in that kind of seat mm. advocating for you know us underground guys that are you know really doing this you know no doubt 
Nah, man, I appreciate, like I said, man, I'm a huge fan, man. I definitely appreciate all the work you put in, uh, brother. But we, we about to, you know, we getting towards like the end of this uh, interview. And I want to ask you this, man. Um, you know, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for for, for giving me this opportunity, man. But I, I, thank you for having me, bro. Nah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Um, I wanted to always, I wanted to ask you this, man. Like, how how has the rap game been the pounds, man? And and what do you, what do you want to be remembered of in the game? Rap game. Yeah, how has the rap game been uh, been for pounds? For me to be a keep it a hundred. Um, the rap game is a bitch that I gave a lot more to than I got out of. Um, I've lost a ton of relationships. Um, turmoil with my kids. Mm. being out of town, not being around like I want to, um, not being around my wife the way I want to. Um, no doubt. I've sacrificed a lot for this. No doubt. Um, I bled for this. Um, I put in, I put in more time than you could possibly imagine that I'll never get back. Right. No, no doubt. No doubt, man. It's, I just had, you know, like I said, man. No, but I'm saying, like, has you're the first artist I ever asked that to, man. Game, has the rap game been good to me? Because um, I see you on the gram, man. You look at you, like I said, man. You are very, let, let me say this before you say anything else, man. You are very polarizing figure. Like, the thing with my, my platform, man, I put artists that I actually listen to. I don't want nobody on my platform that I don't fuck with. Your music stays in my rotation. Like I tell everybody else that come on here, you're not somebody that I thought, oh, I can get pounds because he's not super mainstream. Like I fuck with your movement heavy. That's an understatement by me telling you that. I fuck with what you got on. So I just got to, you know, like I tell these guys, man, that come on my platform, man, I feel like people like myself, man, you gave, you, like you just said, you gave so much to the culture, man. If I have an opportunity, man, to, to, to talk to, a, to somebody in the game and give back, man, I got to let them know, man, that we love you, man, and, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. And like I said, like, you know, I'm just now, you know, in the last two, three years, I'm starting to see, you know, you know, I don't want to say what I was have been hoping for this whole time, but like. Like I'm, I'm just now seeing it. I appreciate all of it, but I put pain in out here, yo. No doubt. Nah, I put straight fucking pain in out here, and nobody can take that from me. Right, so, right. And I'm, I put pain in the music out here. I put pain in the street. I put pain in the game out here, and that's something mm. nobody can take from me, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna let you know it wasn't for nothing, man, because. You know, man, I think you called yeah, yeah. out a nice lane for yourself, man. That's what I'm saying. You called out a nice lane for yourself because you got a nice body of work, man. That I feel, man, that folks gonna be able to look back and be like, man, pounds didn't miss, man. Pounds didn't miss when he when you hit when you took off, man. You never let me, let me say this. Man, hold on, hold on, pounds. When you took off, man, you never let up on these fools, man. That's it. That's all I wanted to say, man. I, 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 like, and, and I knew that, you know, I go I go into this knowing that I, 
I go into this knowing that I'm a fucking white dude kicking like the hardest street drug dealer shit. By far. Probably, By far. probably By far. any other white rapper has ever kicked. You're a unicorn. You are a unicorn. And you know, I'm not saying there hasn't been others, but they ain't been like this. Stop it. And no, they haven't. I, there's, there hasn't been others. Stop and at it. the end of the day, I feel like so many corny white dudes came out before <laughs> that sometimes it's hard for me. They to, fucked it up. It's hard, for me to, it's hard for me to be received by people. Nah. But I think, you know, once people listen to my shit, I'm like one of them dudes, you just give me a chance and you're going to love my shit. Yeah. I kind of always been like that. And, you know, I go into this, I don't, I know that they're not going to give me my flowers till I'm gone. I know that. And I'm, I'm going to give you your shit with, here, I'm man. Okay, look, I'm okay with that. Pounds, pounds. In D.C., sure we fuck with you here. We fuck with you here. I don't know how you, you know you familiar with D.C., man. My yeah. crew, my circle, we fuck with pounds heavy. Well, I recorded like half of There's No Mafia in D.C. What studio? Uh, just my man shit in his crib. He got a crazy okay. out there. Okay, that's what's so up. I go into this, bro. I'm not a I'm I'm not expecting my flowers now. I know I'm slighted. Every time one of these lists comes out and my name's not on it, I don't care no more. I'm numb to that because I don't I don't need that because I know that I'm not gonna get my flowers right, right now. And right. I'm good with that. Just when I'm gone. And y'all dumping garbage bags of fucking <laughs> Yeah. That's gonna happen. Make sure, make sure that all that all all those bags they go to my wife and my kids. No doubt, no doubt. Straight up. I'm not well, here look, man. I ain't here for the flowers for now. I'm here for them. Later. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Nah, no. Well look, man. I, like I said, man, this 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 has been an honor. This has been a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for being on the Bridgman Generation podcast, man. Um, where could, no, no doubt, no doubt. Where could the fans find your music and where could they find you on social media? Um, at Pounds448 on all social media, Pounds448 on all streaming platforms. No doubt. And uh, don't forget, man, uh, fans, if you, uh, uh, that uh, There Is No Mafia album is out now. You're not yeah. going to be disappointed no, from song to song, from beginning to ending. That shit knocks. Word. I'm co-signing. I'm co-signing that shit. That's, that, that's what New York's supposed to sound like. You no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Well, look, pals, again, I appreciate this opportunity, man. It's been a pleasure. You Bye, take care. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. Keep making this great music, brother. I appreciate you, man. All right, you stay up, man. Take care. If I asked one of those police what you do, what would he say? That that that, that I'm a that that I, whatever. I don't know. What the, they got their own opinion. They say that they'd say that you're a big time drug dealer. Yeah. We kill everything we uh -huh. see. King shit. There's no way we don't play. I got a hundred on the way to you want some. I got a hundred on the way to you want some. If you cash ain't straight, I ain't find none. No way we don't play. I got a hundred.
die with a road grass in it, yo I break faces and shake cases Fuck the pigs in the desk that my face braces Friends feeling left out, ain't run the bread route Plate runner stay under 800 thread count Double checking weight numbers, cage from a lead bounce Big difference to the state from the fed house Came home, had him trapping out of Dove Street Whatever on the arm, make it happen if the drugs cheap Old school plastic on the love seat, waving like bow shoes, classic on the bug beat. Woo! Laughing at you a fact the fella. I can kick back packs in the trash and trailer. Oh, we don't play. I got a hundred on the way to you want some. I got a hundred on the way to you want some. If your cash ain't straight, I ain't find none. No way, we don't play. I got a hundred on the way to you want some. I got a hundred on the way to you want some. If you cash ain't straight, I ain't find none, no way Oh, motherfuckers ain't street Wait, man, that's your favorite same geese Fifteen for the tape, not a paint sheet Lame tweets, self praise, but the fangs deep Oh, please tell me who the fuck are you? Your work sucks and this stuff's awful I stuff coffles, they wanna sponge off you Cross you, funds off for being unlawful Blood in my nails, any back through a all state, try to hand me back cereal Shoot a handicapped family, clap burial Now pussy, you a fanny pack carrier Oh, boys on us, never had a otter Cameras on us when I'm eating bread and caponata How can I divide when you ain't put in? Swear to God, you must be high, cause I ain't got a foot in no way, huh? we don't play I got a hundred on the way, do you want some? I got a hundred on the way, do you want some? If your cash ain't straight, I ain't find none. No way, we don't play. I got a hundred on the way, do you want some? I got a 